Hello, goblins and ghouls. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I've talked about music before, obviously, on this little podcast. I've even had a few of my own tracks that I decided to upload here just for the heck of it. And this time, I'm going to do the non-fan challenge. I've done this on YouTube before with one video, and that was with Garth Brooks. So we're going to continue the country music direction. And this time, I'm going to be focusing on Miranda Lambert, a country pop star who is obviously famous. She's one of the biggest uh, country music stars of all time. So the question is, can I tolerate some of her music? Will, will I be able to look past my preconceptions of the overall pop country genre and find at least one song that I can say, hey, I, I can at least get into this a little bit? So... Just so you know, I'm actually a fair-minded person when it comes to music. I'm not the most elitist prick out there, um, just to be clear. But nevertheless, as they say, everyone is a critic. There are definitely some songs and some artists and some entire genres that I just can't really get into that much. But obviously the point of this challenge is to actually make sort of an effort to get into it. So in this case, I was a little bit pleasantly surprised that Miranda, Miranda, Miranda Lambert is a little bit better than I thought she was going to be. I listened to 10 of her tracks on YouTube. And um, despite, you know, whatever kind of preconceptions I have about pop country, yeah, I think it sucks overall. You know, it's like, it's it's never going to be my favorite genre. But I was actually able to find some good elements to some of her songs, all right? So I, I know some of you out there who are anti-country are going to be like, Jesus Christ, how can you tolerate that shit? And I, I get it. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm halfway there with you. But again, I have to reemphasize the very point of this challenge is to try to find at least one song where it can say, all right, I could listen to this again. You know, just find that one song or at the very least one moment in a song where I'm like, all right, that wasn't so bad. So anyway, I've yapped about this enough. I'm sure you get the idea already. So I listened to these 10 tracks on YouTube. One was called Mama's Broken Heart. So that one is more rockabilly than I expected. And that alone makes it a relatively okay track. So I'm not going to be playing these tracks, you know, in this podcast, because obviously copyright strikes and who knows, you could get lawsuits and all kinds of crap like that. So I'm not going to do that, but I, I am going to at least give you a little summary of my scientific findings here. So Mama's Broken Heart was actually an okay track. Um, as far as things go. Her song, Kerosene. Now, this one, I'm actually going to give some genuine praise here. This is probably the closest thing to a Miranda Lambert song that, ki that kind of 
you know, threw me for a, a little bit of a loop. Because if nothing else, there are some really cool harmonica parts throughout. Now, I'm not saying it's the best harmonica playing I've ever heard or anything dramatic like that. But it's really the closest thing, I think, to a Miranda Lambert song that I would actually listen to, you know, not just more than once, but maybe regularly. I don't know. Um, you know, um, what can I say? It's not that bad of a track. So if I was to recommend any song from the 10 tracks, it would probably be Kerosene. Her song, White Liar. Now that one is basically just about relationship stuff. Nothing really sets it apart. And uh, White Liar just doesn't do much for me, if I'm being honest. Now, it, what was it the worst thing I've ever heard? No. It wasn't, but it just it it just didn't knock my socks off. Bluebird also nothing too amazing, but it was atmospheric, I suppose. And n not all modern country songs are atmospheric. You know what I mean? Like they're, I don't know. There, there's just something lacking about most pop country. Um, but that one at least. For whatever reason, I put down the note that it's atmospheric. Uh, the track Little Red Wagon, you know, that, that song is a little bit on the flirty side. And she actually says the word shit, which means, you know, it's an edgier song. It's like more rock and roll rebellious, man. She says a swear word in it. So, hey, <laughs> I mean, whatever. It doesn't make it, make it a good song or whatever. But, you know, if you're like a... If you're like a teenager or something, you might you might actually uh, think it's cool for that reason alone. So she has a song called Something Bad, which is a duet with Carrie Underwood. And uh, it's got a decent drum beat. But one of my complaints is that the voices sound a little too similar to each other. There's a guitar solo that is pretty good, but it still doesn't make the top three of this challenge. Um, so does it really stand out? No, I don't really remember it that well, to be honest, I don't really remember any of these songs that well, but I do know that kerosene has that cool harmonica part. Um, anyway, moving on only prettier. My, my only note for that was meh. So that's not really, that's obviously not a well-rounded criticism, but it it, it kind of does speak for itself, you know. If all I could think of was meh, that might not just be me um, being the problem. It might be the song that's just not really inspiring. And uh, the next song I looked into was The House That Built Me. So it's a slow acoustic thing, definitely like a tearjerker. And it apparently even mentions a dead dog being buried in the yard, if I if I remember correctly. And you don't really get that much more stereotypically country than mentioning a dead dog, you know? I mean, there's actually a song by the Vandals that's all about uh, a dead dog, and it's called Kena and Euthanasia. So it's not like country alone deals with that sort of theme, but let's face it, it's it's really a stereotypical thing. And that's about all I have for notes on that song. So I, I assume that didn't really knock my socks off either.
And there was also a track called If I Was a Cowboy. And I just put down the word nope for that one. <laughs> nope. I guess that's my that's my one word review. Basically, if, if you're a country star and you have the word cowboy in the title, it's uh, it's not going to go very well for me most most of the time. All right. It's and, and to be fair, it's not just it's not just a little rule that I would have for country. Pretty much any song that has a word cowboy in it. It's it's going to it's going to lose a star for that. It's like if you have a rock song that has the word rock and roll in it. It's 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 going to be a possible point taken away. Now there are there are some exceptions to that like The Ramones with Rock and Roll High School. That song's a fun song. Um and I'm sure there are at least a few country songs that can get away with having the word cowboy in the title, but this apparently was not one according to my notes, which again was just the word nope. Um, so finally, I, I have the song Vice. I, I I wrote down that that song has unexpected synth, decent guitar solos, not as good as Kerosene, but I could actually, actually I can't talk. I could actually listen to the song and not hate it. So the final note on the bass is raw, indicating it was a live musician. And Vice, I joke that it's a song about Ashton Kutcher's infidelity. And, you know, I'm just kidding. It's not about that. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's about sin, I guess. You know, like uh, sleeping around or something like that. I, to be honest, I wasn't really paying that much attention to the lyrics. Um, so um, those are the tracks that I looked at, all those 10. So first place easily goes to Kerosene, even for the atmospheric harmonica playing alone. I would say the second place goes to the song Vice. And the third place would go to Mama's Broken Heart. So, and some of these challenges I might not even have like three different place places to put the songs. I might, I might just barely be able to choose one. You know, like if if I was doing one of these for Kid Rock or something, that would be like hell. I don't even know if I can succeed with that kind of challenge, um, because Kid Rock is just about the worst thing there is. Um, like. I've never had gonorrhea, but I think it would be better than, you know, listening to Kid Rock. And, and and here's the thing about Kid Rock, okay? Like a lot of people, I know a lot of people out there, they would say, you only hate Kid Rock because he's a conservative and you're not, or he's a right winger and you're not. But no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Get that thought out of your head. It's because the music... And the lyrics and everything about him is so lame. So I know I'm getting sidetracked here. I'm supposed to be talking about Miranda Lambert. But I just want to give you an idea of one of these episodes that would be a bigger challenge for me than this one. Basically, my point is that Miranda Lambert, I could actually tolerate her stuff better than I originally assumed I could. 
Um, so that's one of the good things about this type of challenge, I think. There's a lot of potential for me to come around and, you know, see some good things. So I should, of course, go a little bit into the uh, person or the performer that is Miranda Lambert. Uh, she won the Country Music Association's Album of the Year twice, being the first woman to do so. She also won Female Vocalist of the Year nine times, apparently. You know, that that might be impressive in its own right, you know? I mean, unless the whole system is rigged or something, which, hey, that might be possible too, but maybe it does mean she's got some talent, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's, it's hard to get away with winning something nine times, even... Even if it's like a corrupt system or something, I don't. Even, did, did Saddam Hussein win election nine times? Probably in his case, but you know, it's. I probably shouldn't be comparing Miranda Lambert to Saddam Hussein. Um, <laughs> that kind of. That that's me getting sidetracked yet again. But anyway, she has won more Academy of Country Music awards than any artist in history. And, you know, whether that was truly legit or not, it's apparently the way it is. And some of her hits, such as Heart Like Mine, Gunpowder and Lead, Over You, and uh, obviously some others did not make it into this challenge because YouTube did not play those particular tracks. But it's possible that I'll listen to those songs at some point and give them a fair chance as well although there really are no guarantees about that. So when it comes to Miranda Lambert, she will win some credit also because she writes most of her own songs. Now that that is something that I can respect, you know, not, not just uh, as a music listener, but as a musician myself. I think, I think it's good for an artist to mostly write their own material. You know, it's, it just seems more genuine that way. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm not the hugest fan of Elvis Presley. Because did he even write a single one of his own songs? I, I don't think so. I know he was an arranger that he was involved in, you know, deciding how the songs are orchestrated and yada, yada, yada. But there's always a reason, or there's always been a reason I've hesitated to actually agree that he's the king of rock and roll and all that kind of stuff. And really the basic premise is that he just did not write his own songs. If you're going to be the king of rock and roll or in this case, the king of country or, or whatever genre, you should really be able to, you know, write down lyrics, uh, compose the music perhaps, you know, just that kind of stuff. But anyway, I think I've said enough here. You, you get the idea of how this challenge works. Hopefully I provide at least a bit of entertainment value for you. Um, I also wanted to do a quick video that, or a quick uh, podcast episode that was not, you know, about politics or anything like that, or social commentary so much. Although I suppose I did God damn it, I, I have to always provide some sort of social commentary, don't I? But anyway, you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll get back into other topics pretty soon here as well. 
But for now, I just wanted to uh, introduce this concept of the non-fan challenge. And there will likely be more of these in the future. So um, that's it. Have a good day. Bye-bye.